W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jaybird, and your host, Brokowski. What up, what up, what up, what up, everybody? How you guys doing today? I hope you guys had a great weekend. We sure did. There's been a lot of wrestling coming around town. And now we're going to talk about some out-of-town wrestling. The hottest spot that you need to be in the Midwest is Lima, Ohio, this weekend for War 20, the Hall of Fame 11 class. It's going to be absolutely insane. We have on the man himself, the promoter, the owner, all things top to bottom of War Wrestling, Tom Williams. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys? Absolutely fantastic, man. There's so much stuff to talk about this show. I'm going to pass it over to Big Cass, and we're going to get right into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we're going to talk about this is Hall of Fame 11. Seems like it's always a big one, but this one is huge, all right? We go over, tell us a little bit about the inductees and uh, maybe give a little as to why you decided this year was their year. Okay. Um, well, the first one is uh, Peachy Rodriguez, actually. Uh, Sean Lawless's name Uh he actually trained him to be a wrestler, and uh, he's fully trained. Uh, we actually beat the crap out of him for 10 weeks, <laughs> multiple, day, multiple days a week or whatever. But uh, once we started doing war wrestling or whatever, he just uh, he didn't want to be a full-time wrestler. And he went through all the training and stuff, and we were like, well, what about being a ref? And uh, we haven't inducted any refs yet. And, you know, for one of the reasons why we inducted him was, is he was very pivotal in what we did at the beginning of the promotion. I mean, he did a lot of stuff behind the scenes um, to help us or whatever, you know, I mean, even, and I don't want to sound crazy, but, you know, like one time I forgot my dry cleaning and he went, he's like, Hey man, I'll go get your dry cleaning, you know, little things like that. He always helped with the ring. He always helped with set up and tear down. Um, very knowledgeable um, about, you know, the business and, you know, trying to help others and that sort of thing. Um, and then uh, the big one, which would be up from your guys' way, which is Orlando Christopher. Um, Orlando is one of those guys who uh, he's been, I think the very first time I ever met him, he was like 15 or 16 years old. And then he got trained up at Truth Martini's place or whatever. Um, and the Rage Dojo, which is, you know, Frank and all those guys or whatever. And uh, so then, you know, he's always been around and I've kind of seen him evolve from being kid hybrid to Orlando Christopher. And he's one of those guys um, the whole time I've ever known him that he's like can have the best match out of the worst opponent. You know what I mean? He's a guy that could wrestle a broomstick and make it look good. You know, um, you know, some of the few he's had with us is Aaron Williams and Cody Jones and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just having him on the show and inducting him or whatever, you know, he's a guy, um, he may not like me saying this, but he's an all or nothing type guy. You know what I mean? Like he's going to give it all or nothing or whatever when it comes to the wrestling. And, uh, you know, 
I'm, I call him Chris, you know, and that's his real name. But, uh, you know, I've known him for so long, and he's just one of those guys that, you know, for our fan base, he's always gave 110%. And, you know, even when he was hurt, he still went out there and performed. Um, you know, so he's just one of them guys, you know, like the, the to me, the Hall of Fame is more um, just to give those guys that just desserts of, you know, like we appreciate their energy, their time, you know, beating the crap out of their bodies for years and years and years, you know, um, so he's one of those guys. And the other three guys that we're inducting uh, are actually three of the original founding fathers of war wrestling. Um I tell people this all the time, you know, when war wrestling started, it was six guys and uh, it was an idea that was actually based off of us being pissed off at the time. And what I mean by that is, is uh, me, uh, Dexter Dementia, who I managed and Dusty Dillinger worked a show for the HWA, which was the Heartland Wrestling Association, who had a affiliation with uh, WCW at that time. I actually was WWE, excuse me. It was right when they switched, when WWE bought WCW. Um, so they had a bunch of their talent or whatever, um, and they were doing a random spot show in Lima, Ohio. And uh, they actually approached us and said, hey, guys, you guys are local. You know, would you be willing to help us or whatever, promote the show, blah, 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 blah. And me, Dex, and Dusty were on the main show. And excuse my language, they treated us like dog shit. I mean, they were like, you know, you're not from OVW or Heartland Wrestling. We don't, you know, you suck, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it just put a bad taste in our mouth. And we went out, did our thing, and they gave us like six minutes with entrances or whatever. Well, three of the other founding members, which is the three guys that I'm inducting, which was uh, Josh Blanchard, uh, Chris Mason, and Jason Bice were actually in the crowd that night. And we all got together after the show and we were like, man, you know what, we can probably do this better than them. So, you know, screw them, you know, type thing. And that's where the whole wrestling and respect came into play was is at that time, all we had was our respect, you know, because we felt disrespected by them, you know, in the wrestling. So that's how it actually started. Um, you know, most people don't really know that, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of ironic to this day. I'm actually really good friends with Les Thatcher, who was the uh, the boss at the HWA at that time, me and him are actually pretty good friends now. And, uh, but yeah, that's how war wrestling got started. So I'm inducting those three guys. Um, we know what, even though we only lasted like three shows together in the partnership, um, those values and those morals and what we wanted to give back to this community have lasted 20 years. Um, I actually had dinner with two out of those three, which was uh, Josh Blanchard and Jason Bice a couple weeks ago, and I hadn't seen Jason in 20 years. Um, but I just wanted to let them know that without them having that vision with us 20 years ago, there would never, ever been any war wrestling. You know, um, the partnership, yeah, it, 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 just like anything in pro wrestling, egos got in the way um you know stuff like that or whatever you know but you know at the end of the day um there would never ever be war wrestling that lasted 20 years or whatever without their vision you know and a small thing that people don't know this um and i've said it in other podcasts you know we pounded the pavement we did what needed to be done from a promotion standpoint in our very first show we drew 541 fans so those expectations are there you know what i'm saying you know like you just go out there and you promote, you don't rely on nothing. You know, you leave no stone unturned and that's kind of the way we've been doing it for 20 years. And it was refreshing to talk to those guys. 
Um, you know, there was some legitimate heat there, uh, especially between me and Josh Blanchard or whatever. And we've kind of squashed that. And, you know, there's an olive branch there now. Um, you know, the, the ironic thing about it was is he used to live two doors down from me. And I swore if he ever looked in my way or whatever, I'd punch his lights out. <laughs> you know, that's how bad it was. But that was on a personal level. You know what I mean? That didn't have anything to do with wrestling or whatever at the time. But yeah, man, the Hall of Fame is, uh, I think, Dan, you was at the one last year, right? No, I wasn't at the one last year, but I've been to, um, I was at the show before the Hall of Fame ceremony. Right, that was the one where all everything gets set up. Yeah. Well, I will, I'll, I'll go on the record and say this or whatever, and, and I'm a numbers guy, and I've been doing this for a long, long time. Um, I know you guys talked about, you know, this is the spot to be. Um, this is the most online ticket sales we've ever had in the history of the company, and this is the highest grossing gate we've ever had in the history of the company. Um, we have almost 600 tickets sold online. Um, that doesn't include any sponsors, uh, any ticket outlets, any of the locals that are selling tickets. That doesn't include any of that. And uh, we're approaching right now, just off the gate, about $10,000. You know, so yeah, you know, I mean, it's a huge thing. You know, um, I think, you know, we've talked about it. You know, we've done some, we're doing some specialty matches that we haven't done. We got a cage match. And, you know, the dog collar match and the fans bring the weapons match and tables, ladders and chairs match. But, you know, it's just a combination of uh, all of that stuff and a year's worth of buildup, you know, that the fans, you know, our fan base wants to see. You know, um, they even got me involved. I don't know if you guys seen pictures online or whatever, but I got my face kicked in last show. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the ironic thing about that was is I actually heard from people that I haven't heard from in years that was like, oh, shit. You know, like uh, it's going to go down, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's wrestling. You know, I'm excited about it. It's a, it's the one show a year that I actually get to, I want to say, be a fan. But I like seeing the payoff and I like seeing our our year's worth of work coming to a head and having the big, huge blow off. You know, um, you know, ultimate goal every year is to sell out the building, sell out the place. I think we got like 775 chairs uh total besides you know like what staff will have or whatever which you know I'll, I'll i'll take their chair if i need to you know they'll have to stand i don't care at this point but you know we just want to put on a kick-ass show you know and you guys help sponsor it and i know you guys are coming down for it and uh you know i i, I want to say this you know a lot of people get a lot of you know we don't get as much press as some of the other indies do or whatever you know, and uh, but the bottom line is, is, you know, once you're there, it's an experience. And I think that's what truly makes people believe in what we've we've done this long for 20 years. You know, um, 500 shows. I think we're you know, we finally maybe know a little bit of something. <laughs> yeah, we're all very excited for this experience. And you talked about ticket sales. Let's talk about what time does the Hall of Fame ceremony start and what tickets are available? Yeah. Uh, we actually, and they kind of expanded it a little bit or whatever. We had originally was only going to do like four rows of VIP. And uh, now we're doing five rows, uh, basically VIP. But uh, general mission tickets are only $10 uh, if you buy them at warwrestling.com. And actually, if you do a uh, promo code, which is basically uh, $5, off, $5 off or five off war 20, you can actually get into the show for five bucks. Um, you know, uh, the show, I mean, not to sound gloating or bragging, but the show itself, itself is already paid for through our sponsors and pre-sale tickets or whatever. Now it's just a matter of getting asses in the seats 
and promoting the show. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not worried about it from a, if five bucks per person breaks me, then I probably shouldn't be in the business of promoting. You know what I mean? I just want asses in the seats at this point. You know what I mean? Um, but we got 11 uh, of the $15 general mission, reserve general mission seats left um, out of 44. And we're looking at, if we sell those out of those 11, we'll have 336 VIP. So, you know, that's just VIP. That doesn't include anything else. But yeah, warwrestling.com. Um, they can't, if they want to take the chance and buy tickets at the door, um, they're $15 in advance at the door, whatever, which is just general mission. But the cool thing about our show is, is um, every single ticket includes the Hall of Fame. So time-wise, you asked about, you know, when doors open and stuff like that, doors physically open for the VIPs and the reserve GAs at four o'clock. And then the general mission is 445. And then the Hall of Fame is at 530. And uh, we try to tell everybody to be there before 530 because we don't want to interrupt the Hall of Fame and all of that. Uh, you know, we don't want any extra noise or try, people trying to squeeze in, you know, moving their chairs around. But um, usually that's about the whole thing is usually about an hour. So then, you know, if they're not there, then, you know, they can get in right at 630, which would normally be the general mission time that they would get in anyways. Um, but yeah, man, you know, like it, it's it's a cool experience from the aspect of, you know, like you guys go to a lot of indie shows and, and, you, and, and you see it. But it's kind of cool from this aspect, you know, like all the talent dresses up in suits and ties and the women are dressed in heels and, you know, dresses and all that or whatever, you know, and it's a cool, it's cool. You know, it's cool to see, you know, that uh, all of our current talent uh, respects the the past talent or whatever, you know, or the founding fathers, I guess you could say with the three guys we're inducting, you know, it's kind of cool to see that, you know what I mean? Um, you know, not saying we're like the WWE or nothing like that, but, you know, they get nice made plaques, um, we have a sponsor that uh, does all of our plaques or whatever for us or whatever, you know, um, through our sponsorship or whatever. You know, they get a nice plaque with their name and stuff on it. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's cool. You know, like I said, I wish I wish I could sit in the crowd and watch. You know what I mean? Um, I don't get that luxury or whatever. Uh, but, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you see everybody being dressed up and, and they're treating it as a business and they're treating it with respect, you know, uh, of you know, uh, we play a song, I'm sure you guys know this, in the air tonight or whatever by Phil Collins. Mm -hmm. And what we do with that is, is kind of a cool thing that we do is, is we shut the lights out in the whole building. And we, you know, last year when we did it, we had fans, you know, turning on their phones and all of that or whatever. And we, we shut out all the lights in the building and we play that song. And then when it gets to the boom, 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 boom we hit all the lights or whatever for it. And, you know, it was cool last year, like, you know, all the fans, we had probably a couple hundred fans or whatever, holding their phones out and stuff like, like being at a rock concert, <laughs> you know? So yeah, you know, it's just little things like that, you know, and it was cool. Cause like all the guys in the back, um, you know, they said, you know, you could, you got goosebumps from it, you know, that, that, that vibe, that big moment, you know, that, that, that you got. And, uh, so yeah, you know, I, it's just, uh, it's a labor of love. Um, you know, I think like in our case, while we started the hall of fame, um, a lot of these guys don't get that recognition once they're done, they're done. And it's like, you know, the, the, the boys, throw away each other. You know what I mean? You know, it's like move on to the next guy. And a lot of these guys, you know, they've, they've given till they can't give no more. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I've even toned down the show um, from a previous years or whatever, you know, like a couple years ago, I think it was two or three years ago, every single match was a gimmick match. And by the end of it, I legit was worried about the guys' safety. 
you know, because they all kept wanting to raise the bar and raise the bar and raise the bar and raise the bar. So, you know, by the time we got to the main event, you know, I'm thinking these guys are going to have to pull out a gun. You know what I mean? So I just, you know, I'm like, man, listen, you know, let's tell the story that needs to be told. You know, we want to come up with, you know, some gimmicks or whatever, you know. So this year we kind of got like four big gimmick matches and then we got some other matches that are, you know, storyline driven or whatever, you know. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit different, but yeah, you guys have been around, you guys have seen, you know, shows, if you start out the show with, you know, like I just seen a show the other day or whatever they were promoting and they said, every match is a cage match. Like what the hell, man, you know, you're opening up the match with the cage match or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Like, you know, so you know, it was funny. Cause I actually thought about this year. I was actually, uh, I said, I told uh, my, my partners, and my people behind the scenes, I said, I'm going to start to show out what the fans bring the weapons match. And like everyone looked at me like, you know, if you do that, you're making a huge mistake because then everybody feels they got to top that. So, you know, even the matches that weren't supposed to have tables, ladders and chairs and kendo sticks, you know, somebody's going to pull it out. And one of those matches just beat the shit out of each other because, you know, it's all ego driven. We know. I mean, so, you know, but yeah, you know, I mean, uh, we haven't had a cage match in a while. You know, that's the main event. Um, you know, the dog collar match seems to be a match, uh, uh, Brandon day, uh, pretty much all the big matches he's been involved with you know, him and Aaron Williams, you know, they're going to be in a dog collar match. Like, you know, like you already know that match is going to be carnage. You know what I mean? And the fans bring the weapons match. Like I've literally had like fans telling me, you know, can I bring mouse traps and, you know, uh, all this other crazy stuff or whatever, you know, and I got to tell everybody, you know, what we do a little bit different is just to kind of protect the guys a little bit and even protect the fans is we set all the weapons uh, and garbage cans uh, out front and then we bring them to the back or whatever and then we go through them and make sure there ain't no broken glass or knives or, you know, anything like that or whatever, you know, just, you know, these guys are putting their lives on the line. You don't need any of that extra BS, you know what I mean? But it's crazy what some of these people come up with. Like last year or two years ago, I think we did a fans bring the weapons match and the dude did a, a, a pool noodle, but he had like big, huge, long tacks, like punctured through this whole thing or whatever. So it was almost like a, a whip of some sorts or whatever, but it had like 500 tacks on this thing or whatever, you know? And I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm not getting hit with that thing. You know, I'm like, I'm good. It's like, you know, and then another one made the, uh, I don't know, maybe you know the name of it. What's uh, uh, Abyss's uh, weapon's name? Don't you have a certain name for it? The the two-by-four with the nails through it? Oh, I can't think of it. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody made, like, two of those. Like, literally, yeah. they went to the, you know, they literally went to the hardware store, got a two-by-four or whatever, and, and drilled holes or whatever with nails all the way through this thing or whatever. And I'm like, man, you know, like. I ain't got that much time or creativity, you know what I mean? Like this dude went out and, you know, and, but I've got all kinds of stuff like that. You know I mean? Somebody asked about a weed whacker and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff like that or whatever, you know, but we limited it, you know, um, we don't try to, we don't try to get, you know, uh, too crazy. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, but yeah, I mean, you know, like I yeah, said, we talked about a few, uh, a few things that we want to bring for that match. Um, but Tom, I'm going to talk a little bit more with you about the card and everything. This is the third time we've had you on the podcast. And we talk, I wouldn't say all the time, but we talk pretty regular, you yeah. know, me and you back and forth. And yeah. can't believe it's been a year since we've actually had you on. But, right. um, you know, and your guys' shows are put out on YouTube after the fact. So I've been able 
since I haven't been able to make the trip every, you know, every month to Lima, I've, I've, I've kept up on everything you guys have been doing. Right. I believe that's that Valor Media Productions is where. Yeah. Yep. That's, that, that's a, that's a new guy actually that we uh, got on board with us or whatever, you know, um, he's legit. Um, you know, he travels all over doing his own regular job or whatever, but yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's a good dude. The, you know, the one thing about him is, is that I like about him is he's not a wrestling guy. So his perspective is a little bit different when he shoots it and all of that or whatever, you know, um, you know, so yeah, we're just, you know, we're trying. And I think that's the one thing, I mean, you've talked before that, you know, we're lacking is the, the social media hype, you know, I mean, we've talked about it before, you know, like I've never worried about it. Um, but you know, we've gotten some new fans from it. I've been reading some of the stuff or whatever on his, through his page or whatever, you know, people like in California and Kansas and stuff like that, that have watched it or whatever. So yeah, you know, Ryan's a good dude. So. So I've kept up on it. I know everything that's going on. You know, like I said, it's the third time we've had you on and it's a blast every time we get you on. I'm going to go over the card with you and talk a little bit about the matches and like what we're excited for and, and whatnot. So before we get into the more of the gimmick matches and, the, and, and everything, we have the um, Jerry McClain Memorial Battle Royal, which is something you do every year at your, yep. your anniversary show. Yeah, yep. it's um, our third year. Tell us a little bit about the um, – I know you did last year, but tell us a little bit about the Battle Royal and, and, and why the significance and the importance of having Okay. Well, the, the, the Jerry, McC- Jerry McClain uh, Battle Royal was actually done in honor of a uh, gentleman who actually killed himself. Um, and the family came to me. And they said he was a huge wrestling fan and that they wanted to honor his memory or whatever um, through the wrestling. And basically it's to bring uh, suicide awareness to the forefront. Um, They actually do a bowling tournament every year that we've been involved with or whatever, where we've donated money to them and that sort of thing. Um, So this is the third year. And, uh, you know, the family's actually coming. They actually bought 10 tickets or whatever to the show. Um, and it's just, you know, it, I don't want to say it's just a battle royal because the meaning behind it has more to do with it than the actual battle royal. Right. And, and that's the big thing for me because I've struggled with mental illness and mental issues over the years. And to know that there's a connection with someone who actually killed themselves or whatever with pro wrestling. And so if we can bring a little bit of awareness, uh, you know, to people with that and the family's actually going to be there. Um, that's the big thing for me, you know, um, I think we got 10 people in the battle Royal. We got a couple guys returning, uh, Shane Foster's returning. And actually I, uh, kind of a sneak, sneak, uh, think sneak, uh, peek or not sneak peek, but a breaking news type scenarios or whatever. Actually, the guy that I used to manage Dexter dementia is actually coming out of retirement for that. Um, because, uh, the family is actually from Hardin County, uh, Kenton, Ohio area. And that's actually where he is from. So okay. he's actually coming out of retirement that night or whatever, just to do the battle Royal. Um, One of know. our f- new favorites, Cassius star is going to be in Apollo's uh, son, yep. Brandon Fields, Paloma star, Harley Fairfax, uh, Josh, Mr. Fitness, slim trimmings. Yep. Um, crash. Another one of our favorites. We love yep. crash. And, and, um, and, and crash and crash is actually crash actually won it the first year. Yes, he did. So, so just a few of the names that you've already announced for yep. it. Um, but like you said, there's 10 and all. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, Jexy has has really got um, a hold on some of the s- stuff going on in war wrestling the last year. And she's got herself this new new alliance. And we're going to talk about um, a little bit later. We'll talk about Beastman and Matt Taylor. But um, 
She's got Cronus, Scotty Amos, and a guy that we that we know very well, Zodiac Mystic, are uh, taking on the wise guys. Um, yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. That's like uh, that match has me intrigued, and I'm not even talking about it from from a, from an aspect of like me being the owner and the promoter. Th- there's a there's a hit, there's an agenda there, or whatever. Uh, Ripper Blackheart, who's been a bad guy from the <laughs> the very first year in War Wrestling, is now all of a sudden being cheered because our fans hate Jexy Black that much. You know what I mean? Like it's like we're gonna just cheer, you know, cheer, uh, you know, uh, the wise guys um, because we don't like Jexy. Um, you know, so it's one, of, it's 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 a weird, it's a weird scenario. You know, um, and you know how you had said it, you had watched some stuff. You know, uh, Jean Claude, uh, the 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 mime, I was all saying, because yeah. I can't say his last name, but that is actually River Blackheart's son in real life. Oh, okay, and. The cool thing about it is, is the kid wanted to earn his own spot on in war wrestling. Now that he's actually been around war wrestling since he was he was like three years old. Um, so but he wanted to earn his own spot, and he's a misfit, and this and the other, and the same kind of same way with you know Zodiac and all of them or whatever. And the thing with uh, Jexia is, is you know. I mean, she she likes the the crazy crazy people, I guess you could say. But yeah, that match is kind of intriguing from the aspect of you know, from the fan standpoint, you know, like who are they really going to cheer because right. Ripper's been hated all these years. Um, I think it's going to be hard hitting. I will tell you that. Um, you know, Tommy and Gino are are, are a legitimate tag team. Uh, yeah. You know, and they're hard hitting. And I know Zodi can go. He's very very hard hitting. Uh, you know, Cronus Cronus is a you know a bigger dude. You know. Um, so yeah, that dynamic of that match or whatever, you know, um, that match could easily just turn down, you know, turn into a big, huge brawl, a big, huge fight, you know, um, you yeah, know, it, it intrigued me because it's like Ripper's always been like, wait a minute, my guys are the bad guys. And then, and the guys that get in there and do the dirty work and Jesse's like, no, mine are. And it's like, it was almost like a fight between them. It is. It, it's, 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 it's team is the dirty ones. And there you go. See, and, that, and that's, that's exactly it. Because here's the thing, like if, if our fans or fans in general genuinely think that Ripper and his guys are going to change because the fans are cheering, they're fooling themselves. They're still going to lie. They're still going to cheat. They're still going to do all that sort of stuff or whatever. It's just now it's a pissing contest between each faction right. to see who can who can one up each other. You know what I mean? Like they're legit. Like I can physically see, you know, Gino and them cheating and then the other one's cheating. And, you know, it just, I mean, I can see it. It's like, you know, it just depends on who, from a fan standpoint, they're going to, you know, not hate the most. And the next match we want to talk about is one that's important to us because it's um, our guy, one of our favorites. We're friends with him, Apollo Stars, getting his shot at the respect title against one of the best that's out there doing this in Jack Vaughn. And, and this match came across a little bit of a, of a special way where actually uh, Apollo got the title shot because Cassius lasted 10 minutes, 10 minutes with Jack yeah. at yeah. the last show. Yeah. You know, and the thing about here's, here's another thing where you get into that second generation, you know, like, uh, you know, he came to the, he came to our shows when he was a kid, you know what I mean? Like we, we did a thing where, uh, which, you know, not that I'm name dropping, but Ethan Page and Ashley six and all those guys used to be in a, a, a faction called international house of pain. And they actually grabbed him at one of the shows or whatever and threw him in the ring. And it legit caused a riot where I actually had to uh, empty out the locker room. So, I mean, he's been around since he was a kid. But, yeah, he lasted 10 minutes with Jack Vaughn, you know, which to me, that's a huge ordeal. 
you know, and it gave his dad the title shot. And then the 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 crazy thing about that match to a degree is, is they're both old school guys. But I think the big difference is, is Apollo kind of wants he's he's more adapted to the new age style. Yeah. You know, the new generation, and he thinks it's disrespectful on how Jack Vaughn makes fun of the thigh slap and all that other sort of stuff or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to it, you know, and, and here's here's kind of a breaking news. That's actually opening up our show. Nice. You that's know, the opening. That's the opening match. Man. That's the opening match for our show. You know, it's like it was this story is great. You know, Apollo's been trying to get help because, you know, um, Brandon Fields and Jack yep. on together and, yep. and Apollo, you know, Crash was there, but then Crash is like, I gotta do my own thing. And then so yep. who can he trust the most? He 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 goes and gets his boy to, yep. uh, to have his back. So we are excited about that. We're big fans of Apollo. He's one of our buddies and and we love to see what Cassius is doing now. So we're definitely excited for the respect title match. Um Shauna, your long-standing women's champion. She was actually on the show last year when we did yep. the, um, the preview show yep. for War 19. She's going against hardcore Heather Owens. And, and am I right? Heather had a part in training her? Yes. Uh, down at the HWA or whatever with Cody Hawk and all those guys back in the day. Um, there's a little bit more of a backstory there because uh, Harley uh, – excuse me. Heather Owens actually was the one that went to bat for Shauna back in the day to bring her in for us and that. And uh, they actually got into a physical confrontation or whatever at the Squared Circle Expo. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I mean, they were all in a match together um, and there was, you know, competition. And Harley, I keep saying Harley, ugh, Heather uh, just thinks that Shauna is, you know, being a little bit too big for her britches uh, type thing. So she's actually coming out of retirement um Heather is that night or whatever and they're going to have the match for you know the title um I'll be honest with you that match could probably steal the show just from the aspect of of Heather Owens is probably one of the most over people we've ever used in the history of our company um I you I tell people this story you know most of the time in pro wrestling or whatever if someone's getting beat up you know, they're cheering, you know, Hulk Hogan or, you know, whoever, you know what I mean? Like, you know, whatever. Like our fan base, they didn't see Heather Owens as being the chick. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't see her as being the chick. They'd seen her as being the pro wrestler. So we had a thing where I forget who was getting beaten up, beat up. And I'm in the grill position. And all of a sudden I just hear a Heather, Heather, he Heather Chan. We're all like looking at each other like, uh, you know, and that was the moment where, it just signified that, you know, it didn't matter if she was a chick, you know what I mean? She was a pro wrestler and she, you know, she had the fans uh, loving her and, you know, we got fans, you know, that, you know, they keep up with them and that sort of thing or whatever. And they're really looking forward to her even coming back, even if it's just for one time. Yeah. Shauna's had that attitude change in recent months. You know, she's usually always the fan favorite and always about the fans, but she's kind of had this little attitude change and I can see why Heather Owens wants to come there and, uh, show her where her, her uh, route should be. So that's going to yeah, be. Yeah, you know, the thing is, that, yeah, you're you're exactly right. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'll give where credit is due with Shauna. You know, I mean, she's, you know, she's traveled the world. She's been to England and did all that stuff and won titles over there and all of that, you know. So I give her credit as far as that. But, you know, I'm still kind of agree with Heather on this where, you know, you don't forget where you came from. So that's the intriguing part of that, you know, where, you know, is Heather going to teach her a lesson or is Shauna, you know, going to have backup or whatever, you know, so. 
<clears throat> and the next one to us is another one that's exciting to us is the you talked briefly about the dog collar match. We have Aaron Williams defending the war title versus unchained Brandon Day now. Um, when he retired the old war wrestling belt, Orlando Christopher was the last champion. Am, yep. am I correct with that belt? Awesome. So he had a multi event tournament yep. to crown the new champion. And, yep. and it came down to these two guys. And, and it seemed like Brandon Day is always just right there at the cusp of it. But Aaron Williams came out on top. And it's like he's been trying to fight there. And, and Aaron Williams just always has had that one up on Brandon Day. So let's connect them together so Aaron Williams can't go anywhere. And now Brandon Day is going to have a shot and Aaron Williams can't get away from him. Yeah. You know, the big thing, the big thing is, 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 is Aaron was, let me say, Aaron was so confident that he was going to automatically keep the title or whatever that he actually maybe for that brief moment relaxed in his judgment and let Brandon Day pick a match that he's never lost in war wrestling. So that's the intriguing part there, you know, like, can, you know, I mean, there's going to be 16 to 20 feet of chain or whatever. He can't get away this time or whatever, you know. So uh, I, I will go on the record to say previ if previous shows that we've done with Brandon Day and the dog collar match, you know, there's going to be some blood and there's going to be some craziness or whatever. You know, I mean, he posted a picture uh, a while back of, you know, his previous dog collar match or whatever, and he was bloody from head to toe. Um, and here's the crazy thing. That's actually the semi-main event, if you truly think about it, because we got to, you know, the main event, semi-main event or whatever for the show is for the war title because, uh, we, you know, we got to have time to set up the cage. Right. So, yeah, you know, I mean, that match there, I would go on the record to say probably could pretty much main event any other uh, show going on from that pure from a purist standpoint, you know, because Brandon Day can go in the ring. He's a legitimate shooter, you know. I've said, I'll go on the record to say Aaron Williams is one of the best talents in the world ever. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, he's at the top of his game right now, um, you know, and he's a legitimate badass. So imagine these two guys that are legitimate badasses outside of pro wrestling now have a beef. Now it's for the title. And now you're you're adding a chain to the equation that's going to be around each other's neck. So, yeah, it's going to be a crazy match. You know, Brandon Day had an amazing match in the tournament against Apollo where I thought the, the uh, winner of this match has to be the one to go yep. on and win the tournament because those two guys just tore the house down. Yep, absolutely. Then, you know, Brandon Day has that. He has some Taz influence, doesn't he? Yeah, he uh, he, tra he trained at the Taz jo uh, Dojo yeah. and all about that or whatever, you know. And, uh, you know, that's one of, the, one of the things about Brandon. He is a legitimate shooter a legitimate badass i mean he he uh does i believe it's jujitsu and all of that stuff or whatever you know he does uh tournaments all over the united states and all of that sort of thing or whatever so yeah it's a it's gonna be a, a cool cool match or whatever you know um and you know i just i'm sitting here thinking you know like is the equalizer gonna be the chain right right and then we talked a little about jexy earlier and she and she's continuing in this um having a big part in war wrestling the last year, you know, last year, the anniversary show, you know, Matthew Taylor, we had a different Matthew Taylor in war wrestling. Yeah. And a complete swerve is Jexy decided she was the one that needed to be in, in control and power of, of war wrestling. And, yep. and, and, and that whole message that um, Matt Taylor used to give as the guiding light. Now he's back as the dark star and him and Beastman have had a a year that th this is in the making. 
Yeah, you know, I'll be I'll be honest with you. This match scares me. Um, and I'm not saying and I'm not saying that as a work or any, I'm legit saying this match scares me because you got fans bringing weapons. You got a year of Matt Taylor basically wanting getting out his frustrations on him aligning with Jexy Black and then her turning on him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, I, and then you got, you know, the equation of Beastman, who's legitimate 400 pounds, who can pretty much have any weapon that he wants and is going to beat this guy with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of weird, you know, like our, from our fan standpoint or whatever, you know, like Matt Taylor is one of those guys that the fans have always loved. And even when he was, you know, the worst of the worst, he still had those legions of fans that respected him um, for what he did in the ring and this, that, and the other, or whatever. Um, I, I will go on the record to say, you know, the thing with Jexy, uh, that could be the equalizer in this whole match. We know Matt Taylor and we know how he doesn't give up. Like you said, this one scares you. Uh, we can vouch for Matt Taylor when Matt Taylor is, is, is not in a good mood. He's not in a good mood. And, and right. this frustration and never getting a hold of Beast Man and always other stuff coming up and just, the, you know, kind of almost like running from him. You know, Jixi's master plan of, of, right. of this mind game with, with Matt Taylor. I don't think this can be solved any other way, Tom, than fans bringing weapons. Yeah, you know, and that's the whole thing is, is, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's, it's, it's like a car crash that uh, you can't look away from. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I've, you know, that's what I think the match is going to be. It's going to be brutality at its finest. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's one of the reasons why, I mean, keep going back to it. I'm not trying to kayfabe or anything, but that's one of the reasons why we're going through the weapons because, I can see a fan, you know, put bringing a knife. I can, you know what I mean? I can legitimately see that, you know? So yeah, you know, I mean, that's another match that, you know, the fans want to see, you know, they want to see that match. The last two we're going to talk about, you probably have a little bit more of a personal um, um, draw to these two matches. Uh, One of the most exciting matches in professional wrestling, table, ladders, and chairs. You have Jacob Rose and Ryan Myers um, with Agent Nakan versus Willa Thrill and No Shame. Um, Jimmy Shane. Jimmy Shane. Right. Um, you and Nakan have definitely have your differences. And then he brings <clears throat> in Jock Sampson. So there's a lot you have invested in seeing this uh, match unfold. Um, Jacob Rose and Ryan Myers are no slouches um, at all. And and Will and, and and Jimmy are your former tag champs. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I've had a month of my face being fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, they legitimately beat my ass. And, and but, you know, the thing with Will and Jimmy is, 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 is the our fans love them. Um, you know, they were two individual wrestlers who, you know, decided to become a tag team or whatever, and they've just embraced it. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I tell people this within our, in our inner nucleus, they have what I call the dusty roads effect. And what I mean by that is, is the people just love him and you could have put them guys out there looking like two camels, like, you know, the WWE did with dusty roads and polka dots. 
and our fans are still going to love them. You know what I mean? And then on the other hand, you got the whole thing with Nick Hahn. Um, you know, Nick Hahn, uh, we trained Nick Hahn, you know, um, we've seen him evolve. You know, I, I, I've said it a million times, you know, like he's a good dude outside of wrestling, but when he's in wrestling or whatever, he wants that power. He wants that, you know, notoriety, you know, he wants to you know, throw around the word humble and all of that. And, you know, you're going to throw in the tables, ladders and chairs into that or whatever, you know, and I think all four of those guys really, truly have something to prove um, that they want to be the best, you know, and even to a degree with Ryan Michaels and uh, Jacob Rose, you know, they're two individual guys that Nick Han put together as a tag team. So you got four different guys in that match or whatever that, you know, got something to prove and you throw in the equation of the tables, ladders and chairs into that, you know, um, you know, they, you know, I, I guarantee you, you know, that match is probably going to be some carnage too. Yeah. We've seen Jacob Rose and Ryan Michaels on their own and we've seen them as a tag team. So them being aligned with Nick and, and, and part of the entourage and, 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 and going against Will and Jimmy the last year, um, taking the titles from them and, and, and everything that's been going on just with those four guys alone. Then you add the Nick Hahn equation to it. Um, then Nick goes and brings back a familiar face to war wrestling, Jock Sampson, who, um, Jock and Nick have this agenda, uh, that they're wanting to take war wrestling from you. And, uh, They've made statements. They definitely made a statement last month with you. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. But Jock Sampson's going in a cage match with Mojo McQueen, the Voodoo King. Um, there's been a lot that's been done to Mojo from these guys. So I know um, Mojo's not happy and, and, and is ready to get in there and excited to get in there to get his hands on Jock Sampson. But what is it that Jock Sampson and Nick Hahn, you know, they say they want war wrestling, and Jock Sampson said he's taking it out of Lima, and we're never going to see it again in Lima. Right. What's what's their agenda? What's what's their what are they trying to accomplish other than trying to steal war wrestling? Uh, there's a history there, you know. I mean, I used Jock for a very long time, and uh, I even posted some stuff on social media, you know. Um, you know, you get into the politics side of the business and the click side of the business and all of that. And that's where he's coming from. Uh, you know, like um, they're just he and him and the 450 boys and all those guys or whatever, you know, they got into their little clicks and they want to play politics behind the game, uh, behind the, uh, you know, behind the scenes. And, you know, I will go on the record to say this. There's legitimate heat there. I won't, it's not a work. Like, I don't fucking like him. Personally, I can't stand his guts. You know what I mean? So it's just, you know, I mean, you guys seen what they did to my face, you know? How in the hell can you say that that's a work? Right. Keep it real. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they beat my ass. But guess what? You know what I mean? Like, what they what they lack overall is something that they don't have, and that's passion. And that's one reason why I'm still here doing this 20 years later. You know, they don't care about what we do for the community and they don't care about anything other than themselves or whatever, you know, and you're right. You know, Jock Sampson wants to get personal and Nick wants to get personal and you throw Mojo into that mix, you know, where, you know, I'm going to keep it honest and real here, you know, like, you know, 
Mojo has been the face of the company. He's not normally what you would perceive as the face of the company, but he's been the face of the company for the last five or six years. And, you know, that's something that Nick and, and, and Jock don't want. They don't want somebody that looks like Mojo being the face of the company, you know, and you throw me into the mix there, you know, like, uh, I'm, you know, it's not going to, the cage is the only way that we could actually get this to, to settle our differences. You know, I mean, that's keeping honest and real, you know, like um, I, I'm going to sit here and tell you guys this, you know, they both know that a receipt's coming. They know they both know it. it's just when I pick that spot, you know, is it going to happen at the Hall of Fame? Is it going to happen in that match? Is it going to happen in the parking lot? You know what I mean? Like it's went beyond wrestling. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing I said in my one video was when you get my wife to talk out of her character then you cross the line and that has nothing to do with pro wrestling. And that's the biggest thing. Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It is 100% going to be a fucking fight. There is no, there it's simple. You know what I mean? Like I got 20 years invested in this company and I'm not going to just give it away because they want to say that they took it from me because that's pretty much what they want. They just want to take it from me. So, you know, to my last dying breath, it's not going to happen. And, you know, people can say it's a work and it's this and that. You guys seen the pictures. That ain't no work. It's plain and simple. You know, I'm what I mean? excited to get back to the Empower Sports Center. Uh, these guys haven't been to a show live. They've seen you on YouTube, yep. but they haven't been to a show live. Um, congratulations on, on 20 years and, and 11 years of Hall of Fame. We're, we're proud to be able to be sponsors. Um, you know, one of the sponsors for this show. But. Empower Sports Center, 1730 North Union Street in Lima, Ohio. Yep. Uh, VIP doors open at 4 p.m. Um, general doors open at 445. Hall of Fame shows 530. If you are not there by 530, the doors are being locked. Yep. and will reopen at 630. Yep. Bell time is around 7 p.m. There's not many tickets left. Tom has been saying this. We've been sharing it. Tickets are going quick. Uh, warwrestling.com you can find tickets if you're local to the area uh, grow me cds at 1206 west rob avenue in lima has tickets um, there's some general admission left there's a very few handful of the reserve general left yep. come join pro wrestling edge because we are going to be there supporting the show we're there we're excited for all this. Tom, again, this is the third time. We appreciate you. We love every time yeah. having you on. Absolutely. And we're looking forward to seeing you Saturday, and we're looking forward to seeing you on the podcast again soon. Absolutely, you guys. Thank you guys for everything. All right. Have a good one. You too, man. Take care. It's going to be a great show. I'm excited as fuck, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to finally meet Tom in person, you know, three times. Finally going to get to meet him. And finally going to get down to war. You know, we've been saying it for a year. Dan's already been there. And now it's our turn. I'm excited as fuck. This card is going to be second. I'm excited for the Hall of Fame. I mean, when he brought up them dressing up, to be honest with you guys, I was thinking about wearing my shirt and tie. Like, I didn't know it's a Hall of Fame ceremony. Like, it's a it's a possibility. Why not? Orlando Christopher. Orlando Christopher is one of the has been one of the favorites in in, in Michigan forever, and you know he, he he's he's retired from in ring. He he doesn't 
come around much. He did have his last match in Michigan. Was the last last year at Metro? He he come back and did a match at at here in Michigan. Um, he retired the old war belt and retired from wrestling. That's why the tournament happened, where Aaron Williams won the title back. But I'm excited for this show. Um, where can you go? Like he said, use the promo code online for the GA tickets. Where can you get? Tickets for five bucks to see a cage match, a TLC match, uh, fans bring the weapons, um, dog collar match, two more, um, two more title matches. Everyone loves a, a battle royal, um, and then six man tag action. Where can you get that for that amount of money? This place is going to be rocking. This place is going to be packed. And I've said this. War puts on one of, if not the best show that I've been to in the entire Midwest. So definitely something that is exciting to get out to and, and see what's going to go on here at the 20th anniversary. Yeah, I'm excited to get out there, man. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. <clears throat> Do we, uh, I think we got an, an one ad read, right? We yeah, got an um, another show that's big that's coming up soon, Jul- Thursday, July 27th. At the Fowlerville uh, uh, Fairgrounds, um, Combat One, our partners, is having Russell World. Um, this is going to be the show of shows. I've talked to uh, the management team at Combat One, and there's big things happening. Announced at the last show, the main event will be the Coliseum Cage Match. The first participant was named, and that's Kyle Barrett, Chin Strap. He is six men will enter that. Uh, the the winner will be crowned the the one world champion uh, for Combat One. Um, tickets are on sale at the Fowlerville Fair um, w- website. I'll post the link in the in the episode. Um, but check out their work on IWTV if you haven't seen Combat One. But there's so much. This is this is their this is their WrestleMania. We're, we're uh, talking about War Twenty which is War Wrestling's WrestleMania. If you want to compare to that, this is Combat One's uh, WrestleMania. So um, link will be in the description. They're on Facebook at Combat One. Uh, Combat One Wrestling on Instagram and Twitter. Go check them out. Get tickets. Tickets are going fast already. I've talked to President Klontz, and, and tickets are moving. So... Uh, you, you want to get online and get those tickets. Um, I would not risk, like Tom said, for War 20. I will not risk trying to buy tickets at the door for for uh, Russell World. So check out our friends over at Combat One. You know, there's been a lot of wrestling going around. You know, last last Wednesday, myself and Jay Bird went to AEW for Dynamite and Rampage, which was absolutely fucking awesome. Definitely had a blast. Got to see the the Hardy Boys, which was totally unexpected and unannounced, which we marked out like fucking it was It was, yeah, yeah. Like, that was a dream come true. That was a dream come true. That was absolutely a fucking 10 year old boy's dream coming true. (laughs) It really was. It really was. Kenny Omega and Mox fucking killed it in that cage match. I enjoyed the hell out of that. That was dope to see Kenny Omega live. Russell, I thought I never would get to see live, so that was really dope. Man, there was so much more. I definitely drank a little bit too much more than I should have, as always. (laughs) Per usual. Per usual. 
when you're having such a good time, it's hard to just stop. <laughs> Plus, we got to see um, Aussie Open. That was pretty awesome. Kyle Fletcher from Aussie Open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kyle Fletcher. That's I couldn't right, think yeah. of his name when we were there. So we just started the Aussie Open chat and started doing the, the Ziggy Zies and Oi, Oi, Oi's. But there was a, a small handful of people who knew who Kyle was, but it was yeah. pretty dope to see him. So he's going to obviously be uh, at uh, Forbidden Door coming up. Going to see Cesaro continue on even though i felt like i was one of the only people cheering for him <laughs> but i was happy to see um yes yeah, claudio i mean take <laughs> the victory still bro christian cage got booed so bad i could not hear his entire promo at all i couldn't hear shit that place was so loud booing him <laughs> <laughs> that's right they did that was like at a like a you like a freaking indie show it was so loud everyone booing him they he didn't they nobody let him get a word in i think he got mad and was just like you know what screw it i'm out <laughs> that was awesome yeah it was a lot of fun got to see ak make her debut that was another surprise that was pretty sweet allison k there on rampage the taping yep. and obviously it came out friday that was a blast and then to continue on the wrestling week Myself, Jay Byrne, and Dan O'Mac went to Clash on Saturday for Clash to the Future, which turned out to be a great show. As always. GQ seems to be heavily confused, but that's all right. Extremely confused. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that guy. Not um, at all, man. Heather Blue and Marty Bell tore the house down. I honestly think it was probably one of the best matches of the night. Heather Blue definitely had probably one of the best matches of her career. That was fantastic to see. Uh, AEK, again, she defended the Clash Women's Championship against Jody Threat. That was a hell of a match. As always, Brokowski came out on top and was right with the swag champ retaining against the RSP. He cheated. <laughs> you know. He cheated. Damn, it's so but yeah, there's been a lot of wrestling. Wrestling's been hot. We've done yeah, the referee counted slow every time RSP was pinning uh, Red Jones, but he counted yeah, the please. fastest pin in history of wrestling when RSP got pinned. I'm just saying. I I'm not gonna lie on that one. That I think they need to check on that ref. He was a little slow more than one match. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. Well, yeah, we've done what three weekends of three straight wrestling shows. Me and Jay Bud will do four. Done four with War this weekend, and then I don't even know what will be the next show after that. Fowlerville. If we go, that one's gonna be a tough one though for me. That one's a middle of the week thing. It is a Thursday show, uh, but it's Thursday because it's at the fair. So yeah, yeah. It's going to be a hell of a show, too. I can't really think of uh, anything else that we got on the agenda coming up. So, got a pretty... Not, pretty... not until SummerSlam weekend. Yeah, SummerSlam weekends when everything picks up. And then That's the weekend after for the Deathmatch tournament that RPW is putting on. Yeah. Next week, we could have a possibly a... A very special episode. We'll see what happens with that. 
Is that and a, is that a promise? I will just see what happens. Fingers well, crossed. I think it's gonna happen. I think it's, it's gonna be mediocre. So is it gonna, gonna so great. is it gonna be a promise or is it gonna be a threat? I think it's gonna be a threat, honestly. But we'll find out. Tune in next week because we're out. Peace.